and welcome back to the Basic Bible Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Thompson, and we are continuing along our merry way through the Ten Commandments. And today, uh, we have reached commandment number six, at least if you're me. Our guest thinks it's commandment number five. But uh, Gary Zimmerman is with us. Gary's a teacher at Rockford Christian Schools down in Forest in Rockford. Gary Lutheran. Rockford Lutheran, not Rockford Christian. I had that in the notes. See, it says right there, Rockford Lutheran. Um, I forgot you weren't a Christian, just a Lutheran. <laughs> but no, uh, so Gary, welcome. Your very first time on the podcast. Yeah. You excited? You pumped? I am super excited. And he's got a monster drink with him, so I'm expecting lots of uh, just excitement through the air. But anyway, all right, so we're talking about. Uh, again, if we're, we talked about on our introduction episode about differences between uh, a Lutheran numbering of the commandments as opposed to uh, your typical Protestant numbering. And of course, none, none of these numberings are actually in the text itself, so uh, this isn't an issue to divide on. So we'll welcome Lutherans on the podcast. All right. So, Sounds good. All right. I, let's, let's read here uh, the simple commandment here in Exodus chapter 20. And looking at verse 13, I'll read the entire verse. You shall not murder. Amen. So, I think we're in agreement. Sounds good. All right, see us. Okay, hang in here until next week. No. Um, okay, so you shouldn't, you shouldn't murder. So, Gary, what does that mean? Uh, don't kill people. That's... Pretty much where we're at. Yeah. Uh, this isn't a, a, a profound, uh, we got to go deep into exegesis here and pull out some obscure Hebrew and Aramaic passages or whatever. But um, yeah, simply don't kill or do not murder. Uh, but let's kind of expand upon that a little bit because uh, we can misunderstand what this means pretty easily. So this doesn't mean um, that all taking of life is wrong. Why not? Well, because there are exceptions. In fact, if we go into the next two chapters in Exodus, we see uh, that expounded upon and throughout the rest of Scripture even. So, for instance, if I come at you with a gun, with a knife, which you don't, you never know what's going to happen in this podcast, yeah. <laughs> um, since I've been drinking soda, uh, you do have the right to self-defense. I do. And, of course, in times of war, or in uh, Romans 13, I think it's pretty clear when it comes to capital punishment. So these are the taking of life, but not necessarily murder. Yeah. Um, there was, a, do you remember the Columbine yes. thing? What was the girl's name? Oh, it's like Cassie yeah. Burnell or Burnell or something like that. Yeah. I, 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 I really admire her for standing strong in the faith. Um, I've been. It forced me to think about though, what would happen if somebody comes to me, and puts a yep. gun to my head and says, "If you're a Christian, I'll kill you." I mean, what do you think? Does does that require that for us to just allow somebody to kill us because we're Christian? I think if I can get out of the situation, I would try. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if I've got a gun to my head, I'm defenseless, then I, I pray the strength to, yes, proclaim the name of Christ even in the midst yeah. of that. 
But I would think if I can get out of that situation, uh, I would try. In fact, I remember a couple of years ago, John Piper got into a lot of trouble, controversy on his podcast. Uh-uh. Uh, but I think his reasoning was, if someone broke into his house, would he use lethal force? And he said no, because I know where I'm going if I were to die. Yeah. But this guy probably isn't heading in the same direction. Interesting. And therefore, I would want to lay down my life for his. I don't think that's a requirement. In fact, I'm not even sure that's that's wise. Because if you break into my house, I'm not just thinking of myself, but yeah. I've got a wife and kids. Absolutely. And I am going to stand in protection of them. And if that means I have to take this guy out, uh, I, you know, I, I don't think that should ever be the goal. Yeah, absolutely not. But I, I believe I have biblical warrant to do what God wants me to do and to protect my family. Yeah, and in fact, I would argue that the fifth commandment actually requires you to do mm. whatever you can in your calling as a father and a husband yeah. in your station to protect those for whom you have responsibility. Right. God has placed these people into your care. So I think the fifth commandment requires us to prevent bodily harm yeah. to other people, but especially those people that are closest to us. Yeah, I go back to Genesis 9-6, and that's exactly what God is saying there. Um, in fact, let me turn there and read that for just a second. It's Really, this is like the first time in Scripture where God not only gives a command, but he gives man yeah. the responsibility to carry out that command and to punish those who this break that This is after the flood, right? Right, this is after the flood, post-flood. Um, the pages of my Bible are sticking together. I got it here. Whoever sheds there the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed in the image of God has God made man. So there you have the sanctity of human life on one side, but also the idea of capital punishment on the other. So because man is made in the image of God, you do not have the right to take that life. Only one person is in control of that, and that's God. Yeah. And then God gives sanction, say, all right, now if you, if you murder that person, then your life is to be required for yeah, and in the, originally he gave that responsibility to, to parents hmm. in the laws to the Israelites when their, their son or their daughter committed such and such a sin, the parents had the requirement to bring their son or their daughter before the community and have them put to death. Right. Um, and that's another way that parents are tied into that is, what is it that... You know, mom, moms always say when they get upset, I brought you into this world, right, yeah. I can take you out of it. I mean, God uses parents as a means by which your life yeah. came into existence. Now, as an adoptive father, I can't say that. That kind of saddens me sometimes. But you, I, I think you still serve in the role, in the calling, yeah. in the station of, of father. Oh, right. So, but I just can't say that one phrase. But, I wouldn't want to oh, say well. it anyways. <laughs> No, I don't think that's definitely helpful, but yeah. the, point, the point's made uh, as well. In fact, we're going to be talking about um, that. Actually, we have already talked, talked about the idea of honoring parents um, and that issue. Uh, I say we already have because by the time this airs, we yeah. have already have. But actually, that is an episode I'm going to be recording um, later on today. Good luck with it. But <laughs> I'm going to be talking about that issue there um, in the Old Testament. So Kevin DeYoung in his book says defines murder as or, or what this 
command prohibits. Uh, prohibits premeditated intentional murder. It prohibits killing or causing to be killed by direct action or inaction any legally innocent person. And of course, it's legally innocent, not necessarily spiritually innocent. We don't believe that anyone there is um, spiritually innocent. So little parsing of the words there. Um, but yeah, so throughout the Old Testament, you do have, even throughout the law, the 600 commands of law, you do have things such as uh, you'd have a, a railing up on your house. Well, why? Who cares about that? Well, when you're spending time up there, <laughs> as many of uh, the Israelites would have done, it's kind of like you know another living area. You don't want people to fall off. And so part of the law wants us to make sure, again, again we protect life. And that's what this the essence of this command is, we want to protect life. The sanctity right. of human life is an important thing. An interesting thing that I saw on the news today, because I'm on a holiday break, was a, a child was injured uh, entering into a rhino rhinoceros yeah, yeah. place at, at, a, at the zoo. And the, the caretaker there was like, it's our job to pre-think think out ahead of time what could go wrong so that we prevent that and and he even made the statement we have to assume that parents aren't going to watch their kids the right, right way so that we can prevent that from happening so i mean there, there's 10 commandments in the news for you yeah there you go <laughs> so this command is not just about okay don't do something but it also reveals to us the importance god places on life itself yeah, definitely Genesis uh, 9-6, where it talks about uh, the image of God has God yeah. made man. So from the very beginning, even Genesis 1, we're told God placed man in his image, something he didn't do with any of the other part of creation. And so we also kind of expand upon this, as we've, we've talked about already in this podcast, about in Matthew chapter 5, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus clarifies this to not only just talk about, okay, don't kill, but um, let's back it up even. So let me, let me turn there real quick. Matthew chapter 5. And here I am. I should already have these passages out, <laughs> but I don't because I'm not professional. Matthew 5 and verse 21 you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not murder, and whoever murders will be liable to judgment. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother will be liable to judgment. Whoever insults his brother will be liable to the council. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to the hell of fire. So if you are offering your gifts at the altar and there remember that, you, that your brother has something against you, leave your gift there before the altar and go. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Come to terms quickly with your accuser while you are going with him to court, lest your accuser hand you over to the judge and the judge to the guard and you be put in prison. Truly, I say to you, you will never get out of, until you have paid the last penny. So here, Jesus is saying, okay, you've heard, don't kill, and that's good. Mm -hmm. that's, we're, not, we're not doing away with that. But I'm saying there's a deeper issue at stake, and that's the issue of anger that's the issue yeah. of the heart yeah and matthew 15 19 says out of the heart come evil yeah. thoughts murder yeah adultery sexual immorality theft, false testimony slander so murder actually starts in our hearts 
Yeah, and that's the that it's it's easy for you know talking about murder. That's one of those things where it's like, okay, I got this one. Yeah, that's, you know, because I've never murdered anybody. You're not going to murder anybody, so uh, all right, I can handle this. But no, you you expand that out to the issue of how does someone become a murderer? Well, it starts with anger. Like, oh, have I ever gotten angry? Have yeah. I ever gotten angry at a person? Have I ever insulted someone? Oh. Have yeah. you ever not forgiven someone? Yeah. And, and I, that's the, the worst periods of my life have been times where I'm walking around and I know that there's certain people that just absolutely hate me. Yeah. They're holding a grudge against me. And that's not murdering me, but it's making my life miserable. Right. You know? And, and the opposite of that is where I'm walking around, if I know someone I haven't forgiven, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I've grown bitter against that person, well... That's making me miserable. Yeah. And that, again, it's, it's, it's that root of bitterness is going to grow and grow and grow unless I actually deal with that and put that under the blood of Christ. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, I can see how people can murder someone. Yeah. It's, it's not within... It's, there's no reason why I couldn't be a murderer. Yeah, I think uh, murder itself kind of ties back into the first temptation that Satan yeah. tempted Adam and Eve with because... Uh, God is the one who has the power of life and death. And and we, when we try to become like God by taking somebody else's life or cursing them, condemning them to yeah. H-E double hockey sticks in our thoughts or words, um, really all we're trying to do is take God's place there. Now, is that the, the Lutheran version of hell? <laughs> Just I didn't. I didn't know if this was a family show or what. Well, it's a family show, but we can use biblical words as oh, long okay. as you're not using it out of context. Um, but that is what makes that word a bad word, because the only person who can condemn someone to hell is God. Mm-hmm. And so, if I'm some, telling someone to go there or, or whatever, then um, <laughs> a little funny story I had just the other day. Uh, one of my sons asked me, "What is hell?" And so I talked about the, you know, a place of eternal condemnation, and I tried to put that in terms that he could understand. And then I, I had the brilliant idea to ask him, well, why do you ask? He said, oh, because the other day I heard on TV, someone said, oh, <laughs> oh no, that's, no. A, that's a different term. But okay, you know, but that's why that's, you shouldn't be using that term. Yeah. So I think, uh, actually, if you get down to it, probably the most horrific way of breaking uh this commandment you shall not murder is by falsely believing or teaching something about Mm. god about jesus because that is a type of sin that doesn't just lead to temporal death that leads to eternal death and and eternity in hell right so it condemns someone yeah forever and ever and ever which is why teachers are held to a higher standard which is why what you are listening to matters whether it's Sunday morning or a podcast like this, that's why you need to have an open Bible. That's why these guys just aren't, these false teachers are not just bad people. They are committing, in a sense, yeah, spiritual murder. Yeah. So some dangers to avoid here. We're talking about this. We may not be tempted to, okay, flat out murder someone, but there are nicer ways to say that. That mean the same thing. They're not to be murdered. And I, the number one thing that comes out in my mind, of course, is the issue of abortion, uh, where you're taking a life 
and human just life. because it's hmm? a human life. Uh, yes, a human life. Inargu- in, inarguable. Yeah, I, and that's what upsets me about this is you know the the what the knock on Christians often is you just don't believe in science. <laughs> yeah. But okay, back up. Look at this. Okay, sure. Uh, look yeah. at this. Look at this life here in the womb. You have. Uh, an organism, and I, I'm not going to use that word, a fetus or whatever, that's growing, it's got body parts, it's got a heartbeat. Human DNA. It, it's, yes, uh, apart from the mother. Different, yeah. And somehow this doesn't equate to life. Yeah, they're, they're actually moving kind of past that now. That's That was kind of the modernism argument, yeah. and now they're moving into postmodern arguments as, as, as regards, like, personhood and things like that. Right. Yeah, it, it's... It's a sense, but we'll call it what it is on this podcast. It's just murder. Yeah. Uh, when, when you take a life that is growing, has a heartbeat, and you distinct and, and you extinguish that, that's murder. That that child did nothing wrong, did nothing of, deserving of that in a legal sense. Um, there, there's no doubt about it. In fact, in Scripture, there's there's no doubt this is life. If if we're a Christian, if we are a Bible believing Christian, um, life in the womb is always described in human terms uh-huh. not e- not even no not even close yeah um I, there are some bible verses i have well all right here's one jeremiah 1 yeah. 5 before i formed you in the womb i knew you before you were born i set you apart so as far as god goes yeah your your life begins even before the womb. right um psalm 139 16 your eyes saw my unformed body all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them yeah. came to be. So, God knows you right. in your mother's womb. And God formed you there. Yeah. Again, it's, it refers to what's in the womb as a child. Yeah, and in Jesus Christ, who yeah. is the, the very absolute standard of what it means to be a human being, a man, uh, he himself was in his mother's womb. Yeah. So... If uh, it seems that if you're a Christian, you cannot deny. And, and in that passage, again, Jesus in the womb is referred to as a baby. Yeah. Not as a clump of cells or an organism or a fetus, but as a baby. Yeah. Of course, fetus is a Latin term meaning little baby. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so abortion, which has become so accepted, is certainly, it, it, it's murder. And we need to call it as such and we need to treat it as such. But also uh, the taking of one's own life, suicide. Yeah. Now in our culture, we want to. Uh, no one's in favor of suicide. Uh, well, at with, least with euthanasia. Yeah, and with an assisted suicide. But uh, for one, just one to take their life. They're sad. They're depressed or whatever. Uh, everyone says, okay, you know, we need to come overcome this. But there seems to be more of a sensitivity, um, or or a fear that we can't call this a sin. Because we want to reach out to the person who's in trouble. And I get that, but sin is sin. It, suicide is a sin. It is murder. Um, and Wasn't there a funeral recently where a, a Catholic priest uh, was giving a, a funeral sermon about a young man who had just committed suicide? And the family was upset because he called it a sin. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was just a few weeks ago in the news I read about that. Now, that being said, I don't know all the details of that. And from the, the news article I read, it seems like there were uh, the, the priest could have been more tactful 
Yeah, and consider it. Now, we don't believe it's the unforgivable sin. Um, it's not an automatic ticket into hell, but sin is still sin. Can you explain why? Why is that not an automatic ticket into hell? Why, why do people go to hell? Um, God's breaking appearance. Why, or God's breaking Wow, that's heresy right there. Oh, no. uh, let me flip that around. We, we have, have to we have, edit that out. Yeah. We have broken God's commands, um, and we have rebelled against him. How does one enter into heaven? It's not the opposite by keeping God's commands. It's the fact that Christ's blood has taken care of every last sin that we have. So um, there are many sins that I can commit. I, I, when I enter into the gates of heaven, it's not going to be because to my very last moment I have all of a sudden uh, corrected all of my problems and all of my sins. and those Balance the even, scales. Balance the scales, yeah, yeah so that I can walk in. I will have unforgiven sin in a sense, uh, unrepentant, unrepented for sin mm-hmm. when I walk into heaven. But yeah. that unrepentant sin is still under the blood of Christ. Yes. And so um, while suicide is a serious sin, I, I don't believe it's an unforgivable sin. If, if someone has embraced the gospel, someone is a genuine Christian, every last sin has been paid for. Um, by Christ, and so I—it's I, not—I I would, high, uh, with great emotion, say it's not an unforgivable sin, but that doesn't mean it's an acceptable sin. Yeah, absolutely. That's something that we never want to see, right? And we never want to experience, and we certainly, you know, <clears throat> wouldn't want anybody in our lives to have yeah. to go through that experience. Right. And so, yeah, yeah I mean, I—I've I, had to counsel. Uh, people who have had loved ones take their own lives, um, and that's one of the things. I'm, that's I, I, I'm not. That's one of the questions. You know, the number one question I think: Can this person still go to heaven? Yeah, if they were genuinely a Christian, then mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it's um, all about Jesus right. when it when it comes to heaven. And that's one of the things that I think if if you're in that point of life where it's like, okay, should uh, oh, let me tell you this story. Okay. Um, when I first moved here to Beloit about 11 years ago, I visited a church. Um, I won't mention the name of the church because you might know it. But, uh, oh, man. So it's a small little church. Uh-huh. And I walked in. Uh, and there was the, the, the main pastor was not there. It was a missionary preaching. And it was kind of the church kind of laid back. And so this guy was preaching. And someone just raised their hand out of the blue and said, I got a question. I got a friend who said it's better for a Christian to commit suicide uh-huh, yeah. because they'd get to heaven quicker and they'd be with Jesus quicker. I've had an atheist tell me that. <laughs> and this missionary stopped and said, hmm, then they have a point. Oh. And I just sit there, what? Oh, oh, oh. And he's like, ah, you know, I don't know, I have to think about that. So I had to raise my hand. Yeah. Like, okay, <laughs> um, can, I, can, I, can I feel this question? Because yeah. uh, we, we can look at Philippians 1 and Paul kind of goes through the same issue of thinking, all right, I... I would rather be in heaven than, than be here on earth, but God has me here, and it's better for you so than I you. be here. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, my advice also is if, if you don't know the answer to that question, we never start off with that's a good point. Um, <laughs> no, it's not a good point. Uh, but, yeah, that's, uh, you, have to, you have to consider the selfishness of suicide in that no matter how lonely you feel, there are going to be a, people who are affected 
by your death. We are connected to each other, especially if you are a believer in Jesus Christ. Uh, we are, we do have a bond, and, and you will be missed, and there will be sorrow upon sorrow with that. So uh, that has to be taken into consideration, and, and we need to throw that out there. But I think as Christians, one of our responsibilities then is we need to get involved in each other's lives and be able to yeah, counsel absolutely. people in those positions. Yeah, and I think that's required by this commandment, not that we just don't kill people, but right. that we also help make their lives uh, happy and, and yeah. fulfilled. And, and Jesus says, I've, I've come to give them life and give it to the full. And, right. and just like Paul said in Philippians, we get to be a part of that. Yeah, and so part of the sanctity of life is not just don't kill people or don't abort your child, but hey, let's minister to mm-hmm. all of those people. Let's, let's minister to the woman who's pregnant not sure what to do. Let's minister to the person who as at the very lowest point of their life and wondering if they should take their life or sure. on the other end um, someone who is about to die through natural means and doesn't want this is we talked about euthanasia I think we are living in such a warped society where we mm-hmm. think I don't want to be a burden on other people so it's better if I just go away no, and, no, and that's, that's not, not a Christian it. perspective at all that's that's the opposite of what Christ has commanded us yeah. to do. It's to minister to people in those. In I mean, those situations. somebody who needs service is the greatest opportunity yes. for Christians to exercise the love which God yeah. has given them. It's the greatest opportunity for Christians to give of themselves. I was just talking with one of my classes. We we're talking about not this issue, but the issue of. I don't want to, I, I feel depressed or I feel uh, lonely or whatever, and I, I don't want to reach out to other people because I don't want to be a burden. Mm-hmm. That, okay, be a burden on people. Yeah. As Christians, we are commanded to help each other and to bear one another's burdens. Yeah. That's not a bad thing. I, yeah. If I, I'm a burden on something, my, my kids are a burden on me. <laughs> they are. I mean, they're they're very needy, especially the younger ones. Uh-huh. But I love that. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good for me to be a, a minister to them. I mean, you're probably a, quite a burden to your father in heaven. Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, I think that's tied into where how Christians have to look outside of themselves. The yeah. Latin extra nos, look outside of themselves for their righteousness. I I I like to use the il- illustration that instead of gazing at our belly buttons for everything that we need, we look outside of ourselves for all that's right. good and that gets our eyes open so now we can see our neighbor yeah. and we can see who who's having a hard time, who's yeah. feeling lonely who how can I help somebody here right now right. whatever situation I'm in and so. that goes into, you know, as, as Jesus divided these commandments into two love God with all your heart, soul, and mind but also mm-hmm. love your neighbor as yourself Yeah. And you can't do that if your door's locked. Yep. So yes, you got to look out. All right. So we are running out of time here. Uh-oh. Uh So we turn in, in terms of application. Yes, every human life is sacred. Uh, I think we've touched on a lot of things, but one of the things we do want to emphasize, we've emphasized in, in each one of these podcasts, and we'll continue, is that this is a commandment that's beyond my ability to completely obey. I can't do this. You're talking about anger. Um, I get angry, and that meant in that sense, I, I, I have not committed necessarily the sense of physical murder, but I have disobeyed this commandment, 
and I will continue to do so. The only person who is capable of obeying this and has and has for us is Christ Jesus. And it's ironically through his death that I am able to fulfill this command uh, in that sense, in my unity with Christ. And therefore, again, I'm reminded of the grace of God because I fail in this and I will continue to fail in this. But thankfully, Christ has obeyed this perfectly and I stand in him before the Father. Amen. All right, well, um, in terms of digging deeper, looking at some further resources, uh, a couple of things I've been recommending in the book, Ten Commandments by Kevin DeYoung. Uh, two books on abortion, uh, one by R.C. Sproul and one by Randy Elkhorn, uh, Why Pro-Life by Randy Elkhorn, I, I found yeah, he's good. to be helpful. Um, and then two articles on end-of-life issues, one by Joe Carter, uh, End of Life, The Dying Process, and then uh, talking about physician-assisted suicide by Matthew Hawkins. Those are both available through... Uh, the Southern Baptist uh, Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, the ERLC. I'll have links to those. I found those helpful. For the issue of anger, that's an issue I know I struggle with. Uh, Good and Angry by David Polson uh, came out uh, a couple of years ago now. Uh, I've found that to be uh, helpful. And So you have a number of resources, Gary. Tell us a little bit about those. Yeah, um, I'm being teaching at a Lutheran school and being Lutheran, uh, First we accept that. The, the first resource I have is the small catechism, and, and if you want to buy the, ex, the small catechism with explanation, go for it. Uh, otherwise, I'd look for it online. Yeah. And uh, there's tons of Bible verses and, and highlights about the commandment there, especially the Bible verses I found very helpful. Um, the second one is a, a link to uh, the large catechism online where Luther writes about the Ten Commandments for the purposes of delivering sermons and, and teaching parents as parents should teach their children. And, uh, you know, he, he brings his bombast to his his uh, teachings as he normally does. Uh, the second one is, uh, or the next one is uh, another tract by Luther on whether soldiers too can be saved. Mm. Um, there's a free downloadable version online through wolfmuller.com. Um, then uh, Pastor Wolf Miller is another influential pastor on me. He, he makes videos where uh, one of these videos he talked about the fifth commandment. Hmm. And uh, finally another uh, video I recommended was done by Higher Things, which is a Lutheran youth group. And their pastors get on there and talk about things like the commandments. You know, Pastor Wolf Miller has... Actually, we've been in contact with each other oh, about cool. coming on the podcast. That'd be amazing. Um, we haven't worked out a time or or a topic yet, but he's up for it. He says he's he's willing to do it. Oh man! So, but it's been a while since I followed up on that, so I got I got to get back with him. All right, get get to it. All right, and so Gary, thank you for your time coming on the podcast, and I hope you'll come back again sometime and chat about something else. Right. So you have an invitation. So. Uh, I want to thank all of you as well for listening, and don't forget to check out our website where you can find all of these resources. We'll have links to it at www.basicbiblepodcast.org, and check us out on Twitter at basicbiblecast. Now, as even as we are recording this, I'm looking at my phone, and we are getting more followers on Ooh, Twitter. Wow! So uh, thanks for some of you who've been, I know, retweeting uh, some of my tweets out there. So thank you for that. Keep that up. 
Also on Instagram, uh, we're, we're growing there at Basic Bible Cast and the Facebook group. Uh, we're just, I think, at 98 members, so I'd like to see that up to 100 soon. So join that group, and we've been posting videos on there today. So until next time, have a great rest of your week.